0: to the E-Drumming Radio Podcast, where we feed our addiction for E-Drumming and Virtual Drum Technology. Virtual Addiction. And now your host, Brian Edward Baker. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Brian Baker here. Uh, I just wanted to do a follow-up podcast real quick, Um, following up the last podcast, and I realized after I got done, because I wasn't on any kind of script or bullet points, that um, I hadn't really touched on what to do in depth uh, if you fail. And I wanted to address that today. Um, and speaking of failure, uh, <laughs> I had a uh, audio interface that goes to my, my, my condenser mic in my drum studio. Um, the inputs went out. So like I was... Uh, plugging this thing in and getting ready to do the podcast from the house and of course that rule you know if something's going to go wrong is it murphy's law it will (laughs) so hey you know what oh well it it went out i called i got contacted a focus right about it and uh the inputs wouldn't turn on I, i had phantom power turned off plugged everything in turned it on Turned on the computer uh power you know basically hit phantom power and for the first time, and I've had this thing maybe three months, it, it just didn't register anything. The, the gain knobs were dead, and uh, that kind of happens, you know. I tried all the troubleshooting steps. I went to the support website and looked at all their directions, and this happens in life, right? Things you plan sometimes don't work due to unforeseeable events, and uh, that's a perfect segue. So I've, I contacted the support, like I said, after I tried all the steps. I tried more steps that they they suggested, which I had already really done, most of them. And uh, still this thing's dead. So they're sending me an a RMA. I'm going to be returning my audio interface and getting a new one. And that's uh, life. So we are, again, outside. And, uh, you know, maybe that's what we need to do with this podcast. I don't know. Uh, you guys could let me know, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, is maybe just do some outside... <laughs> uh, just some not standard podcasting, I guess you know I think that content kind of uh kind of trumps any kind of perfect quality, although I think quality is good um, anyway, so let's get into this. Uh, I want to talk about failure and why it's a good thing so failure you know part of the deal with building a technical drum studio or getting into something you're not used to doing or trying to do something even more uh, with your studio, say like uh, a business or something, it's going to be, you know, it's risk-taking, right? And one of those things that, that people have a hard time doing is, is sometimes getting started. So you may have vast plans, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to build a drum studio and I'm going to, you know, teach or something, start a business of some form based around that. Um, and you, you might get out there and fail, or you might feel like, you know, if you haven't heard of imposter syndrome before, that's when, you know, you don't think you're good enough, right? So let's just say you're you're a drummer and you're kind of young, say you're in your twenties and you've been playing four or five years. You might think about teaching and then, and then, and then decide not to teach based on the, oh, I don't feel like I'm a pro yet, you know, or maybe I'm not making a lot of money or I'm just in high school, or I'm just in college, barely, and I haven't got my degree, or whatever you're doing with music or drumming, and and for whatever reason, you feel like you just don't have what it takes to teach, or maybe you feel like you're just not experienced enough. Well, that would be uh, imposter syndrome comes into play when you're actually attempting to start something, and you you don't feel like you're good enough, or you're planning it, and you haven't actually taken the action yet. And it's crazy, like 90% of people who want to start a business don't. 10% Ten percent will try. Of those, like what, 70 percent, seventy percent or so, will fail. I don't know the exact numbers, but that's uh, that's the reality of this out here. And I want to I want to address this. So, uh, something that they talked about in that book I recommended in the last podcast, uh, which was um, by uh, Greg Creech, one of his one of his chapters addresses taking risk risk taking, and that is you know, his big thing was at the end of your life, you don't want to look back on your, on the things you, you know, and regret what you didn't do. Right. So, uh, I want you guys to realize that like, you know, failure is just a step in the process. So you, if you decide to, to push forward with anything, you know, auditioning for a band, starting a business, whatever, you're going to, you're going to, um, you're going to hit a point where, um, where maybe you don't make it into the band through the audition or maybe that first business fails or, or you launch a you know, a lesson business or something online. And of course, we're under the constraints of COVID right now, right? So that's going to have to be online, right? new challenges, right? So anyway, uh, I want you to realize that failure is just steps in the process. And was it Thomas Edison, I think, that was dealing with electricity and trying to get lights, like the light bulb or whatever? What did he make, 10,000 failed experiments before he actually succeeded on the first one? or on, on the first successful experiment was like 10,000 something later. Uh, I'm going to completely misquote this as far as numbers and facts, but it's, it's pretty much, I think that, you know, we know that the man put in years of effort and finally succeeded. So you need to approach things like that. Like if you're trying to do something, failure is a step in the process, right? And if you're, you're doing anything, it's all going to be problem solving. You know what I mean? It's something you haven't done before, Maybe there's information out there. Maybe there's not. You're going to have to dig into it. So say you you do fail. Okay, let's discuss what to do, right? Like, like so you, you try something, whatever it happens to be. I'm going to be general here. Uh, and you fail at it, whatever it is, you know, and uh, and now what, right? So say you're going to start a business, right? such as like session drumming studio, or maybe you, you've built your studio, you're going to start teaching online or, uh, you're doing lessons, you know, or you're recording, you know, whatever I said, you know, session drumming, whatever. Um, so let's just say that you're, you start a business and you're going to be, uh, session drumming, or you're going to be doing lessons or, you know, what have you, right? And, uh, basically you've got to realize that it's it's just the beginning you know so let's just say let's take one for example <clears throat> let's let's say uh you start a a uh session drumming or a teaching lesson business right let's just say a lesson business you're teaching online and you you, you figure out how you're going to deliver the products right and you figure out uh you know what it is you want to do and you get out there and you try and you, you can't get customers or something and <clears throat> you, you, you basically, you know, you wipe out, right? You wipe out. Damn. and You can get down on yourself, right? And, and be like, well, it's, I just can't do this. I, I guess I suck, right? But you don't. You don't because you got to realize that there's just like getting the business figured out, that piece, just, just the deliverables, right? There's so many components, right? Right. So, You're going to have, uh, you know, the business itself and how it works, right? Whatever your deliverables are, you know, so if it's lessons, you might be doing like one-on-one lessons with people through Skype or Zoom. Uh, And then there's marketing, right? Do you have sales funnels set up? Uh, What's the customer journey like, right? These are all different components. The next one would be like traffic. How are you going to get leads? Are you doing paid ads? Uh, What's your ad copy like, right? Um, another component would be who's your target audience? Did you figure that out before you got started, right? Like, who are my ideal students? And maybe if it's like, if you're teaching, you know, young kids, beginner drums, something like that, you might have to think about two different types of target audiences, right? The kids themselves and how the lessons are going to evolve around what they're trying to learn, and your approach, student centered learning, maybe versus uh, teacher-centered, right? So, like, we all know the old slap on the hand and the ruler from the teacher who had his method and his way and then we know that like, there's other types of teachers who teach like from like what do you want to learn you know you want to learn songs you want to learn this uh, you know that and how far do you want to take drumming, right so student-centered learning let them guide you uh, and then the second target audience would be their parents right who's paying the bill right so really your marketing is probably going to be aimed at who's paying the bill so just realize that uh there's that and then the second thing would be uh, as far as your your customer avatar your target client whatever uh if that in that type of business it would be like well, where are they at where are they hanging out where are they online are they on facebook are they on uh snapchat are they you know where am i looking for for groups that that would be based around you know this kind of thing you know and you have to figure that out right so the, the thing to do if you fail in, in any type of situation, but in this situation, would be to go back and look at, you know, what needs to be tweaked. Because just launching the business, just launching the sales funnel, just starting your ads, whatever it is you're doing out there, um, even if it was as a performing drummer, say, COVID's gone and we're backing up and we're all performing again, uh, you know, same kind of thing. You got to look at those, those. go back and look at the different um, different components of what it would take, you know, and and you can think about it from from that perspective. Who's my target audience? Where are they hanging out? What kind of ads am I using to draw them into my landing page? That's how I get them to my website or whatever I've got. What's my little you know sales copy say on my page? You know, and then from there, are they buying? Uh, at what at what level? And so you can't just launch and in month one figure oh I failed. You know, you've got to go back and look at it strategically. Like, so did is whatever I'm offering on my, my ad, you have to have some kind of lead magnet, right? Is whatever I'm offering on my ad, like say it's a beginning drum lesson for free or what do we say? We're doing a lesson Yeah. So, so lessons. So you might offer a free drum lesson. You might be aggressive like that say, Hey, first lesson free when you sign up for a month, if that's not enticing enough. Maybe you're using something different. Maybe you were using like a, you know, here's three exercises or something, right? You can't just offer up a newsletter or something. People won't sign up. They need something to give you their email address, right? So just analyzing that that process, you have to say, okay, well, where is it failing at? Are they signing up? Okay, great. So a lot of people are taking the lead magnet, but maybe they're not signing up for lessons, you know? So... Uh, if you were offering some kind of cheat sheet, some kind of exercise on the, on the ad, if that's not converting, you need to look at that lead magnet closer, right? If people aren't actually giving their email address. And then if they are giving you their email address, but they're not actually signing up for, for lessons, say, based on the sales page, you need to look at that copy on the sales page. You need to look at your offer really strongly and say, am I, am I offering enough, right? <clears throat> I personally, if I was doing lessons online, which I plan on doing later, but I'm not sure exactly what format, um, I would probably offer a first lesson on the, on the ad for free, you know, to get them there on the sales page. On the sales page, I would show them the same offer, but I would probably even be aggressive enough to put a pop-up in that says, you know, they go to leave the page or, or uh, if they give you their email address for that first lesson free, I would have a thank you page or something that says, hey, call now. Or book now with like a calendar, automated calendar or something that says second lesson free today if you sign up today. Bam, you know, aggressive to build your list because if you build your student list and your asset of students, right? Um, let's just do some quick math. Basically, your continuity plan is what you're you're wanting them to stay with you as a teacher for a while, right? So. You want them to sign up and get onto that continuity plan even if it's two lessons for free. Now, that's just me. That's my opinion. If you're, if there's teachers out there listening, you know, you can do what you want. Um, certainly do what you want with this process. So, you know, but aggressive marketing is good too. You know, just, I mean, I, my, my thought is, if you get somebody in there, hopefully they'll like what they're doing. They get their two lessons and, and they'll stay with you. And it's the month, to month after that builds up, right? And The quick math—I don't even know. Like, so let's just say ten. Let's just keep numbers easy for right now. Just ten students at $200 a month—it's two grand, right? All right. So, so then, if you get through the lesson stage and people aren't staying with you, is it something to do with your teaching style, right? So, you can't cannot in word of mouth if you think you're doing things right and you're teaching well word of mouth should also grow you as a business but you can't just start give it a month give it three months or six months and say I failed you have to go back and say what can I tweak what can I change okay so I wanted to address that because I hadn't really uh, gotten into it in the last the deep you know what to do if you fail now, I know a lot of this has been our podcast has been mindset so far but mindset is everything Believe, uh, I strongly believe that you know you got to have a good focus. You've got to have persistence. You have to have dedication and passion and and drive into what you're doing and really give it a chance. You can't just say you know I tried for a month or three months and it didn't work. You have to figure out where did I fail, you know. And sure, sometimes people will pivot from one business to another, but before you get red shiny ball syndrome, squirrel syndrome as they also call it, you need to really stick for a while and try. You know, it's same thing in, in a granular level. Like say. You're really not getting many conversions through Facebook ads. Well, have you really learned Facebook ads? Have you maybe hired an expert off of like Upwork or something to kind of help you with that? Maybe teach you the ropes just so you can improve your Facebook ad strategy? Same thing goes for Google ads, right? And there are two different types of things, right? And so just there are so many different components within the, the buyer journey or the customer journey that they're going to experience and if any of those pieces, links in the chain, are broken, it's you know it may not work the first time, and chances are it won't. I mean, you got you know multi-million-dollar, wicked cool marketing people like uh, who could I, like like maybe uh, Russell Brunson, who talk about this. They say that their funnels, they're these guys are millionaires. Their funnels don't work the first time out the gate most of the time. They have to tweak something. So just know that if the pros are having to do that. You know, if you're new to something, you're probably going to have to do that, too. You're going to have to tweak things, and that's okay. Um, so, you know, my business, I'll use it for an example. Like, I i help today's drummers build drum studios, right, and deliver pro-quality drum tracks at home using their e-drums and virtual drum technology. So I have to go back and do the same thing, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm working on that right now, you know. You have to ask yourself those questions, you know. Um do you have the business down? You know, what are your deliverables? How's your marketing channels going? Do you have your sales funnel set up? What's the customer journey like? Where are you getting your traffic? Are you paying for traffic? Uh, are you publishing? That's important, right? Like this right here, this podcast is for e-drummers, right? I want, but not just e-drummers. I'm trying to create a community based around e-drumming with virtual drum technology. So it's, it's, you know, it can be many things and you can take it as far as you want to take it, right? Do you want to be able to solve... The, if you're in an apartment, it's a given, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. I need an E-Kit, right? But if you want to do great covers with great audio quality and great sound, that second piece is also a given. You need that virtual instrument and that studio setup so you can create, you know, great covers or you can do... If you want to collaborate online with someone right now, especially in this time of COVID, which I think hopefully you know we're all going to get through it, You need to look at the superior uh, audio quality of virtual instruments within a recording software controlled by your e-kits so that you can deliver top-quality tracks, right? And, you know, the pros are doing it, you know. Uh, So, okay. Let's say you're young and you're getting into teaching. You want to get into teaching. You haven't taught privately yet, ever. Know this. Know this. If you've been playing drums five years, four or five years or more, and you got things down, here's the rule of thumb on that. Don't feel like an imposter, like you can't go teach. You can give beginner drum lessons to, to anyone of any age, as long as they're old enough to comprehend. So, you know, maybe eight, ages eight to 80, right? Uh, and if you know this much more, you know, you have to imagine me holding my fingers out just a little bit, you know, a little, just a little bit of space, right? Just, if you know this much more than someone else about drumming, then you can give lessons. And you can charge 50 bucks an hour for those lessons. Now, maybe you can't go teach, you know, pros or people at the college level yet, but you'll get there because you have your own journey you're on, right? But if you want to teach, there's children and and people who've put it off that want to play drums that just don't know how to get started. And if you can just help them get started and teach them the basics, the basic beats, and here's the basic eighth note rock beat, and here's this, here's that, you know, these are what drums are, right? This is a snare drum, this is a bass drum, this is a ride, here's song form, right? If you can just get into just the, the fundamentals and get someone from where they are to where you are, then you have provided them value, right? So imposter syndrome, you need to ignore it. If you feel like you can't, uh, tell yourself you can't, right? Because you can't. Um, something my father used to always say was, can't never did anything, Right? And how can I? Is the question you need to ask yourself. So I want to leave you with that on that on that section there. So in the in the uh, back to the session drum and in, in ads or any any kind of business, if your ads are good, your offers are good, your copies are good, is your, your customer avatar's been set up, you know, and you're still having problems, maybe look at your pricing. Uh, the other thing is, are you building relationships? And that goes back to publishing, right? Are you offering people that would follow you online? high value in some format that's free a blog podcast youtube channel whatever your thing is right so if you find yourself consuming youtube you find yourself listening to podcasts you find yourself reading blogs whatever your thing is you need to do that you need to start publishing like as soon as possible you know and and again i'm i'm you know this is a new podcast what are we on episode four right now um I know this will probably get better, <laughs> right? I know that I'm not perfect. I'm going to have to find my weak spots, and that's just reality, right? But if you don't start, you're not going to improve, and that's where we are, okay? Okay, cool. So publish. Publish somewhere. Um, all right, let's see. So basically, the, the takeaway from this whole section and, and the follow-up from the last podcast is, and we're going to keep this one short today because I'm outside, Um the take the way that I want you to take. If you take nothing else from this podcast, take this today. that failure is a learning opportunity, okay? You have to figure out what went wrong and try again. And that's what I want to leave you with for that. So so what's coming up in the next few podcasts? I'm going to go ahead and get into that real quick. Uh, we're going to be diving deep into strategies for designing, building, and monetizing your studio. Primarily, uh, in the, in the, sooner than later, we'll be doing designing and building. Monetizing will be coming down the road. But it is on my list. We're going to be doing an interview with Dylan Snyder at Riverside Records. Uh, He is out here in Colorado. We're going to learn about his studio, his story, and how he uses virtual drum technology in his studio. All right, so I've got a new feature right now on my website. I have uh, started using a, a feature called SpeakPipe. It allows us to receive questions from you and basically review questions, answer all the questions I can to all of you that want to ask a question. And I will select certain questions that I think are relevant uh, and important to put up on the podcast. So if you want to be featured on the podcast, if you have a question and you'd like to submit uh, to the podcast, I can do that for you now. Um, and just add, you know, try to keep it relevant to the podcast and make it about e-drumming or virtual drum technology or anything else we've talked about on this podcast that has to do with with uh, both e drumming, virtual drumming, and you know business teaching lessons, sessions, any of that stuff. All right, if you're interested in doing that, just go ahead and go to uh com forward slash e drumming radio, or just click podcast at the top in the navigation bar of the homepage, and then just under the link for the podcast, you will see a button next to my picture that says start recording. Okay, there's a little icon of a microphone on that button. And you can ask me anything about e-drumming, virtual drumming technology, or anything else we've covered on the podcast. And if it's relevant, you know, I'll, I'll definitely try to answer it. And if I can't answer it, I'll let you know. Uh, and if uh, those of you that, that ask questions that I feel like are really important that we all need to discuss or bring, bring to the front, I will feature you on the podcast. So hopefully you're cool with that. Make sure you leave me your name and email address. I believe that's a requirement once you're done recording your questions. So you just go and click the button, talk into your microphone uh, and uh, leave me a message. Oh and one thing I want to mention about that is if you do go to my website and you do go to the button to leave me a message, um, I have had issues getting Mozilla to work on there. So if you've got Chrome, use Chrome. Try any other browser and if they fail use Chrome, and see if you can get Chrome to work. I don't know why my Mozilla's not working, but it's not right now, and I will be reaching out to support to fix that. And I don't know if it's something that all Mozilla's having a trouble with, or if it's just me. <laughs> but I will definitely uh, try to get that resolved. So if you're trying to ask a question on there, uh, please use Chrome. All right. Uh, all right, so I have a free gift for you. It's a, a seven-step guide that walks you through the steps we've covered today. If you're interested in having that, just go to brianedwardbaker.com forward slash seven, the number seven steps. Again, that's brianedwardbaker.com forward slash the number seven and the word steps. And if you enjoyed the podcast today, please go to where you consume your podcast most and rate and review. It helps me out a lot. So that's it for now. I want to thank you guys for listening and thank you for hanging out. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the E-Drum Radio Podcast. Get more fuel for your E-Drumming addiction at brianedwardbaker.com slash e Until next time, thanks for hanging out.